0: Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Locked On Kentucky podcast. We bring you info and insights on UK football and basketball every weekday. Stay informed by making us part of your morning or afternoon commute. Listen and follow for free on Apple or Google Podcasts. Simply subscribe to Locked On Kentucky. I'm Dan Reefer with Fox 56, along with Kyle Tucker of The Athletic. Uh, And if you listen to Locked On Kentucky on a regular basis, you're going to get info on the Cats that you won't get anywhere else. Kyle, good evening. How are you?
0: Good. Took my children to their first ever movie theater experience uh, tonight to see Frozen really? Two, and it was great. They loved it. So, now how,
1: how old are they?
0: They'll be three in February. So, that sounds
1: uh, yeah, that sounds about the, the age that I took. Yeah, I was nervous the, for the first I was time.
0: nervous about it but like the first time they've ever sat still in a chair for two hours or an right. hour and a half was uh, with like watching the first frozen movie on our TV like they will just sit mesmerized and they watch it every single night at least some piece of that movie they always <laughs> want to watch it and Disney plus I got that as soon as it came out of course mostly for myself but uh, also for them uh, it had there's like another frozen like a 30 minute uh frozen little mini movie on there. That's just like an Olaf movie about the snowman, oh, yeah. right? Like an Olaf Christmas. And, uh, my son calls that one cool frozen, the cool frozen. <laughs> so it's either frozen or cool frozen. And so they watch that like every night. And so we went and saw frozen too, and they enjoyed it. So it was great.
1: Well, I have been through that entire phase of all those Disney movies of like the last, I guess, eight years. Just, just I mean, Cars over and over and over again. Cars two. Yeah, I'm a big um, Cars
0: fan. Like that, that my kids watch that when they were like, my, my son liked that when he was little. Little, he would watch Cars just over and over again.
1: I do enjoy that one. Yeah. Do not try the pistachio ice cream. <laughs> it has turned. <laughs>
0: yeah, those are those are like, honestly, they they do those movies so well now that like. They, I think they make them, obviously, with parents in mind, like to give us some little uh, parental jokes every now and then and things like that to keep us relatively entertained.
1: It's they do. The one where, like, all the emotions are are individual characters. Yes. Um, I can't even remember what that uh, one is. Yeah, that is one that had one? some of the best uh, adult jokes in it. But um, Inside Out, was that what it's called? Yes, I right? think that's right. Yeah, Inside Out, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty decent. Um, yeah, it's not uh, it's not Fox and the Hound. It's not uh, no. Not, it's not Lady and the Tramp. I mean, it's it's a little more uh, advanced these days. So, um, but we did not uh, we did not come to talk about Disney. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about UK football. Uh, of course, the Governors Cup game coming up Saturday. Uh, we'll do that in the first two segments, and then in the third segment, it is just it is just an. UK NBA takeover these days. You cannot go a day in the NBA without hearing about a former Kentucky Wildcat. It's just, they're everywhere. I mean, you cannot turn on the highlights. You can't watch ESPN or TNT without Kentucky being in there. So we'll, we'll go over that a little bit. But uh, something that was big uh, today, we're recording this on uh, Tuesday night, late Tuesday night, was uh, you know the players, Coach Grand, uh, Coach Brad White, A few of the players, the seniors, uh, spoke for the last time, and then they're going into Thanksgiving hibernation. I think the plan was for them on Wednesday to go uh, to practice, and then after practice they're going to go to the the homes of the assistant coaches, so the players will go to their position coaches' home for a Thanksgiving meal. And then on Thursday they're uh, having a Thanksgiving meal together as a team there at the facility, Uh, and then they're allowed to take off and – I guess some of them will go to friend's house or whatever. And then Friday gets back at it so they can run off all the food they've eaten over the last two days. <laughs> uh, but, but Calvin Taylor said flat out, he was asked about what would it mean to win, you know, going out as a senior and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, we will win. That, that's it. Got yeah, that's – We will win.
0: That That's the – we talked about, you know, whether or not what Len Bowden said uh, qualified as trash talk. Or bulletin board material yesterday. I think we will win. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Definitely goes uh, on the bulletin board, and then of course, even you know, the whole uh, program has bought into um, hyping this rivalry a little bit by the the thing they had up at the practice facility, the the video board that says "beat the red team." Yeah. Uh, so, and as we discussed before the before we came on. This is a risky proposition uh, to do this so openly, and not just to have a player or two do it, but now to have your kind of your program propaganda arm uh, buying into it. Because you're going to eat a lot of shit if you don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> pardon my French. Yeah. If you don't, uh, <laughs> if you don't win, I mean, if you yeah. don't back it up, this you can't say the things they're saying. Like we won't say their name. We will. You know, who are you even talking about? Uh, that other school. Yeah, uh, we will win. If you say that stuff and then you lose, they are going to preen so hard on your field, uh, and they're going to be—they uh, are going to taunt so much. They and their fans,
1: and um, the University of Louisville will probably have something like, "We beat the blue team."
0: Oh, well, I, th- that's the, the thing. other like, team lost. You know, if U of L has any sort of competent. Uh, PR people working right now. Then, and I assume they do. They they have a graphic ready in case they win. You know, <laughs> just mocking mocking right. Kentucky because uh, who who was it? Somebody Tennessee
1: Tennessee because uh, Kentucky has hashtag Bring It. That's their that's their slogan. That's their marketing <laughs> campaign all year long. Bring It. Tennessee put up the final score in a tweet and said hashtag Brought It.
0: Uh that's good and I know one of their assistants had the ber- the beer barrel or whatever which is not technically still a thing in that rivalry right. but he had it like on his desk and just was like what a beautiful morning uh-huh. but no no it wasn't Kentucky related the one I'm thinking of somebody some school had a thing ready and it was gosh why was it uh, there's a reason there was a connection to it being the disney castle that shows at the front of the, you know, the start of Disney movies. Oh, it was... um, It said, you hate to see it. Because it was, uh, they beat... uh, UCF. UCF, yeah.
1: Because they're in Orlando.
0: Yeah, whoever beat it, whoever beat them did a, you hate to see it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because
1: UCF had, they had that big win streak where they hadn't lost in in so many games. Oh, Cincinnati
0: did that. That was great. Cincinnati did that. I think Cincinnati's got, like, a really good staff of people doing like graphics and stuff like that. And they had it ready. Like it was clear they had made it before the game started. And so <laughs> then when they they win, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Wow. They Oh, it's the full thing. It's like the doo 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 like it's the, the full actually opening scene to the Disney movies with the castle and it's all I mean it takes it's a 30 second long clip. This is brilliant. It's 30 <laughs> seconds of watching this castle. Oh, this is what is this? A Disney movie. I mean, it's been playing this whole time. I've been talking. The little the shooting star goes over the cross <laughs> across yes. the top, and then it says real slow. It fades to the front. You hate to see it in the Disney <laughs> script. That is fantastic. So That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. If if Louisville hasn't prepared, you know, something that references all this, some or all of this stuff from Kentucky, just in case, uh, then they're doing it wrong. And so, yeah, when you do this, you really are risking being just mocked to no end. Uh, so you better follow through. Yeah, and that it, would be that would be my message if I'm stupid. So maybe he's doing, maybe he's embracing it on purpose to put some pressure on them. You know, to to say like, just because you rolled them last year, just because we've won the last two games by blowout, like you guys need to, you know, you put it out there that you're going to beat them. You better go yeah. do
1: it. Yeah, maybe he's embracing the swag of it all. Like, all right, yeah, let's stick our chest out. Let's show them. Who's boss around here? Who runs this? But <laughs> uh, it feels like to me that they're feeling themselves a little bit too much. I I'm always one to be cautious when it comes to that. You can you can talk a little bit, like a little jab here or there or something, but then when you just embrace it as a program and then you hear it from everywhere, then it's like, oh, they totally disrespect us. They don't think we can do this. And I'm telling you Louisville is dangerous folks they just are they are dangerous they they are in baseball terms they're the long ball that's what they're relying on they're the team that goes out there and is like the Yankees and sets the record for most home runs in a season they they are hitting home runs that's what they want Kentucky is putting runners on base trying to move them over Maybe that sacrifice works, maybe you don't have enough outs to get those runs home. It's gonna take a while.
0: This- <laughs> I like this right. I like this uh yeah, you're not gonna successful. clean up
1: the bases and get four runs in the snap of your fingers. Louisville yeah. is, so that's that's the way this thing feels, and uh I mean Kentucky's defense is great. I, I still think Kentucky's gonna win the game. It's just there's no doubt Louisville's gonna get a few of those and burn that defense
0: yeah I yes I, I I don't think this is such a great defense, such an impenetrable defense, uh, you know, that you can't can't hit a home run off them. Um, I do, again, like we said last night, I just think Kentucky's strengths are hitting Louisville in some weakness areas more so than I think Louisville's strengths will hit Kentucky in weak areas. I, I don't think, you know, short of, short of not being able to throw a forward pass, which hasn't really encumbered Kentucky much lately. And uh, not being able to make a, a reasonably le- reasonable length kick, <laughs> Kentucky huh. doesn't have major major glaring weaknesses. Like Louisville has one major glaring weakness, and it is stopping the run. And that's you know that's why I think Kentucky probably feels so confident, if I had to guess. Um, and when you throw in the fact that even against bad, even though it's been against bad competition, that they've they have stood stood up and um, and um, been stingy defensively they they, there's lots of reasons i get i get it uh and then plus last year's result but uh i i don't know i don't i don't know that i would be like shooting my mouth off every day of the week leading up to the rivalry. i mean it's fun for for my purposes yes keep doing it because i think it gives us something to talk about you know do i think it's the wise thing to do probably not the
1: wisest well, we're going to talk more football when we come back, but uh, there's there's one number, and we've talked about it a little bit, but I looked at it again today, and it's just striking. It's so striking this uh, contrast. And then also, we're going to talk about Scott Satterfield. I think explains perfectly why Kentucky is so difficult, and I don't to defend, and I don't think I've heard anyone explain it any better. So we'll discuss that uh, when Locked On Kentucky continues. But first. Let me tell you about Roman. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. If you can't visit Roman right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com offers.
0: You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast.
1: All right, thank you, Kyle Tucker, for giggling like a schoolgirl as uh, <laughs> as I read the uh, uh, ad for Ed. Uh, I swear, well, dude, I, thought some, I, mute,
0: I thought I muted my line. I always mute my line when you do that. Read
1: well, there was just just enough time that uh, it got in there. But you know, ma- the manscaping ad is coming because I've seen it show up. On the Locked On podcast, I'll read that one.
0: I'll read that one. Every 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 modern man needs needs a little uh, landscape <laughs> a little lawn care.
1: <laughs> I mean, if they mention Brazilians on here, I'm just gonna I'm gonna lose uh, it.
0: That's that's good. I I, I I'll I'll bail you, I'll bail you out on that one. But anyway,
1: <laughs> uh, the football stat I was talking about that I looked at is yeah, you know, Louisville is tied for first in the country for for plays from scrimmage that go 40 or more yards. Dude, it's crazy. They have 27 plays <laughs> of 40 or more <laughs> 40 yards. 40 or more? Yeah. Uh, and Kentucky is tied for second for allowing the fewest plays.
0: Oh, wow. Now that, that part I didn't yards. know. Yeah,
1: Kentucky's only allowed four plays from scrimmage. That's not, I'm not talking pass or run. I'm talking both together. All plays from scrimmage. Four all season of forty plus yards. They're only trailing Alabama. Alabama's allowed two.
0: That's yeah, that <laughs> that actually that that's I mean again, that that's what I what I mean though when I say, you know, both teams have strengths, but Kentuckys are hitting weaknesses. You know, Louisville's are not running into weaknesses, like extreme weaknesses. Like that the, the thing they're great at is home runs. Well, what is how does it match up to Kentucky? They don't give up home runs. Right. Uh, and so I don't know. It's certainly something to still be very leery of if you're Kentucky because, you know, it only takes a couple of those in a game. I mean, you, you give up two of those home run type plays and that's that changes everything in a game. Right. Um, but, man, 40, 27 plays of 40 plus. Yeah. I, yeah. That's yeah, crazy. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot.
1: So Scott Satterfield was talking about um, how poorly their defense played against Syracuse as far as being gap sound. It was like, we didn't fit our gaps. And we've heard this from Brad White before on the Kentucky side of things. And they've getting, gotten better at that, obviously, over the year. Like you remember when Brad White first said it, to where they are now. Uh, they've improved in that. And so somebody kind of followed that up with, well, coach, you're into. the – game 11 you're going on to game 12 i mean it's not reasonable to think you'll fix that this week right and he's like no you're not you know you are who you are i mean we'll we'll try to be better at it but we suck at fitting gaps almost is what he was saying oh, and yeah and so if you're not good at that he goes on to explain he's asked why kentucky is so difficult to defend and he goes on to explain that they create even more gaps with their their run scheme but he says the secret to it is it, it, that might hit people. Because, look, how many fans have we heard from who are saying, why haven't you gotten Amani Gilmore ready to this point? Why haven't you played Sawyer Smith more? Um, why, why haven't you had another quarterback ready to go? Because you can't win some of these games. I mean, in the Tennessee game, that was where it really came out, where people were really – uh, loud about it and they were already looking past Vanderbilt and UT Martin to this game right here thinking we have to beat Louisville and in order to beat Louisville we can't do what we did against Tennessee because that's what's going to happen to us so we've got to get a passing game going why haven't you played Imani Gilmore or Sawyer Smithmore in the Vandy and UT Martin game to prepare them for the Louisville game well you can beat Louisville with this same style and Satterfield explains why because with the QB run, Satterfield says, it splits the defense in half, because normally they would be able to load up and head with the running back. Wherever the running back goes with the handoff, they all go that way and the defense flows there. With the quarterback run, Bowden goes one way and the running back goes the other, and you can't decide quick enough to all get there. So you basically split the defense in half and you've got to have equal numbers on either side to be ready for whichever way that thing's gonna go. And by doing that, they also spread the gaps out and create more gaps and get space. And then because, like Kyle, you and I have kind of bitched about the amount of deep balls they throw because it's just a wasted play it seems. Satterfield says they run so many vertical routes, you have to respect it. So just the fact that they're throwing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, sure, you've got to run out there. It's not like you can. It's you not can't, like you, yeah. you can not defend the guy running out there. And if they get. Yeah, that, that's. I also, by the way, how much do you love a coach? that will just explain it like that, you know? I know. Um, yeah. because I think if we can be honest and say like, we don't know everything as sports writers. In fact, right. we know a, a, a tiny sliver of things compared to these guys who spend their lives scheming, uh, and right. teaching the game, uh, that all makes, and, and for him to talk about it that way, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And also it maybe it makes you appreciate what Eddie green is doing a little more. Um, and it also takes one time for one of those to hit. Like if 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 yeah. in the Louisville game is the first time that Lynn Bowden connects on that bomb, then it'll all have been worth it, right? I mean, <laughs> to to work on that. Uh, well, it, it
1: scares the defensive coordinator. Like uh, it's almost as if when they pick that time to do it, they're doing it for a reason. They're yes. saying, okay, that that corner is cheating and he's right. been cheating for 10 plays now. So he's going to so at least time. have to
0: think about one sailing over his head. Yeah. Cuz think
1: about how many of those deep balls, it feels like every single one of them is wide open. All he's got to do is uh, connect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it's There's uh, a reason they're wide open. Yes. And it's after they've had some success running, which is why you go, "Why did you stop running and throw that deep ball?" Well, that's so that you <laughs> right. can keep that's a way, is a way you can come back the next time and keep running it. And um, it scares
1: the defensive coordinator enough to keep somebody out there. And say, yeah, are cheating. And if you yeah. ever hit
0: one, if you ever do hit one, it scares them even more. I mean, that's the thing. If if they exactly. can ever just connect, uh, and he's connected on a like a couple passes, not the the true home run ball, but I mean, he's thrown a couple down the field. Right. Um, yeah, that's all. I mean, that's all really smart stuff. And uh, by the way, <laughs> as we are recording this, this, is the second night in a row I'm I'm getting off target, but worth breaking in to report. Uh, As it sits right now at 11.14 p.m. on Tuesday night as we record, Stephen F. Austin, 79. Number one, Duke, 79. 42 seconds to go.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: The number one team in the country could lose uh, every single week so far of the season.
1: That would be phenomenal. (laughs) Three
0: different number ones, Michigan State, Kentucky, and Duke, all to unranked teams uh it
1: already hadn't happened before twice in a row.
0: yeah it's crazy uh well not I'm sorry not all to unranked teams uh Michigan State uh, lost to an unranked to team rank, last night Virginia Tech but but Kentucky was obviously ranked number two right. uh, but yeah it'd be crazy um and then Virginia Tech by the way beat Michigan State and then turned around and got drilled tonight by Dayton Dayton looks awesome. Really? Yes. Dayton is probably gonna win Maui. <laughs> uh wow. or could win Maui. Uh and they have a, a bona fide star. Um so it's it's gonna be pretty pretty interesting. Anyway, their we'll get arena, back we'll get back to that.
1: Dayton's arena is, is amazing. It's one well of and they places. and their
0: their fans uh traveled to this event. By the way, now nineteen seconds left, 81 <laughs> Um but yeah, Dayton had like uh, like it looked like a thousand fans uh, in this tiny, that tiny little arena in Maui, just making a thunderous noise. Uh, wow, really cool. Uh, we'll, we'll go back to basketball in the third segment. What were we talking yeah. about with football?
1: <laughs> no, I mean since we've switched to basketball, we might as well uh, uh, go ahead and take a break and come back and, and talk a little NBA with the uh, UK and the NBA when Locked On Kentucky returns.
0: This is Locked On Kentucky. Your team every day.
1: Okay, so Charlotte and Miami played the other night. And uh, afterward, it was P.J. Washington and Tyler Hero exchanging jerseys. But the number of U.K. players on that floor, and it continues to happen uh, elsewhere. I mean, it, they are taking over, like I talked about at the very beginning. it's You cannot turn on an NBA and see NBA highlights w- without Kentucky showing up.
0: Yeah, it's and I was I went looking, um, because of the 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 um, one of the tweets I saw about those four UK guys in that Charlotte Heat game and those guys exchanging their jerseys and uh, you know Scott Charlton who uh, at some point I've I've begged him to let me profile him uh, but he he wants to remain in the shadows the guy who tweets all the yeah. UK highlights and UK NBA player highlights. Right. I don't know how he does it or or why he does it, because it seems like an around-the-clock job. Uh, but he had at one point, kind of all in a row, I saw uh, P.J. Washington had an insane like dunk in that game, a, a drive from the perimeter and just a m- thunder dunk going down the lane. Uh, Tyler Hero had 18. Um, uh, um, Bam had a, a big game. It, it made me go look, because Bam had had a bunch of... Of games that I just seen people saying like, man, he's played great tonight. So I went to look at his numbers, and it led me to uh, some other uh, stats that are are I think pretty um, eye popping. And, and and one of those I was telling you that you I think you had a hard time believing uh, in box score plus minus in the NBA this season. Uh, Kentucky has in the whole NBA they have the number four ranked player in box score plus minus so far through like 16 games, Carl Anthony Towns, number six, Anthony Davis, not neither of those hugely surprising. Right. Number nine, uh, sandwiched, uh, on either end by Kyrie Irving and Nikola Jokic is Nerland's Noel.
1: Yeah. That's the one that, (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then Bam Adebayo is 13th there. So they've got four of the top 13 players in the NBA in plus-minus. Also in win shares, which is, uh, I don't even know how you calculate that, but it's another one of those kind of advanced stats that give a picture of your overall value to your team. Right. They have Davis, number uh, fifth, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, seventh, and Bam Adebayo, tenth, um, mm-hmm. in the NBA. Um so Nerlens, real quick, we'll visit with with Nerlens' numbers. He's coming off the bench for the most part in OKC, but he's having a really resurgent season. He's probably going to get himself a big, big contract out of what he's doing right now. His per thirty-six minute averages are fourteen point seven points, nine point three rebounds, three point five blocks, two point one steals. He's he's uh, really played well. So that that surprised me a little bit. I haven't necessarily followed what BAM has been doing all this year. Um, Anthony Davis in L.A., they have the best record in basketball with uh, right. teaming up with LeBron James. That, that experiment is very much paying off. Uh, and then Carl Anthony Towns. Davis and Carl Towns are, are legitimate MVP candidates. Uh, that's not really a huge surprise either. But what BAM is doing, I think, Is maybe the biggest surprise of all I admit that I don't know I don't think I believed he was going to be a real factor in the NBA I thought he was a really good he was one of those kind of players that I thought could be like a a great college player but maybe he wouldn't translate in the NBA Mm -hmm. but he has been he's gotten better every year um his number he started more games you know been a part-time starter his first two years Then he started every game so far this year his minutes have gone up every year his uh, field goal percentage has gone up every single year Um, his uh, rebounding has gone up just at a the same kind of clip like incremental clips every single year Uh, his assists have gone up every year his blocks have gone up every year and his points have gone up every year like he's he has improved in every category every single season he's been in the nba and now in year three, this dude is about to get a monster contract uh, because he's averaging 14.3 points, 10.3 rebounds, 4.3 assists. I didn't see that coming. Uh, 1.6 steals and 1.3 blocks, shooting 60% from the field. Um, Bam has been really good, and he is he's a guy, we talk about Carl and Anthony potentially being MVP candidates, Bam is getting in conversations about, you know, NBA defensive player of the year. And he certainly got a chance to make the all NBA team. Uh sorry, the all defensive team.
1: And he's 21 years old, right?
0: Yeah, or maybe 22. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, yeah he can't I mean, that's that's a crazy thing whenever people cite like the ages of like Carl Towns or Devin Booker or some of those guys and they've been in the they've been in the NBA for 5 years already and it's like Devin Booker turned twenty two yesterday, <laughs> yeah. or twenty three. Uh, it reminds you that these guys were babies when they were here, and and they were here so you know such a short amount of time. But uh, by the way, I mean, overtime in Durham.
1: Oh my goodness,
0: eighty one all.
1: So, so that's not even in a tournament or something. that's. that's I think it's in Durham. Yeah, the, they're yeah, they're in Durham. Yeah, Tyler Hero, he's averaging the same points per game as as Bam, fourteen point three.
0: Yeah, and he's had some, like, really, really hot shooting nights already. Um, he's a regular guy in the rotation. He's.
1: And hey, the Heat are going to make noise in the East. They look really good. I mean, they've got a full team.
0: Yeah, they're in a, you know, they're in a, the, the by far, lesser uh, division of the NBA. But, yeah, because of that, absolutely, they've got a chance to, I mean, let's see. What are the standings right now? Pulling those up.
1: But they, they've got those young players, that Kendrick Nunn and the Duncan yeah. Robinson, Justice Winslow, to go with Tyler Hero, Bam Adebayo. They have like a historic
0: – they have a, they're, they're rookies, and you mentioned they're, uh, like they have like a historic uh, start in terms of like their combined average uh, with Nunn, Hero, and there's – who's the other?
1: Uh, Duncan Robinson. Yeah,
0: Dun- yeah Duncan yeah. Robinson hit like nine threes in a game the other night. I I think he started his career in like either Division two or Division three before he went to Michigan. Um, But yes, Duncan Robinson's averaging ten, Tyler Hero fourteen point three, and Kendrick Nunn sixteen point nine. So they're averaging like forty points a game from their rookies, and then they're you know probably second best player is a third year guy and bam out of bio, and then they have Jimmy Butler. Uh, they have yeah. the second best record in the East right now, behind only the Bucks. So, um, yeah, you're gonna if if you're a Kentucky fan and looking for your NBA team, I mean, the obvious one is the Lakers, probably. Um, but maybe the more fun one, and certainly one to grow on to, like buy into for a few years, would be the Miami Heat because I think they're going to be a lot of fun with a lot of young Kentucky guys.
1: Well, it's certainly not the Seventy Sixers. <laughs> <you laughs> no,
0: no, it is not. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, um, we are going to, just so you know, uh, for Locked on Kentucky this week, because uh, it's Thanksgiving week, uh, we are going to provide podcasts for you both for Thanksgiving and Black Friday, the day after. So if you're sitting around the house on Thanksgiving and you're with your family and you go, uh, some people are in for out of town, and they're like, you know, I haven't been able to follow, you know, the cats very well. Well, guess what? I've got something for you. 30 minutes a day and you're going to get caught up uh, in depth. On the catch you're not just going to get glossed over you're going to get you know what's really going on If you listen to it you're going to feel like you're living back in Lexington or back at the UK knowing everything that's going on so. Uh, we'll have podcasts for you both on Thanksgiving and then on Friday if you if your wife drags you out to go black Friday shopping <laughs> put your
0: headphones in.
1: yeah you put your headphones on and say honey i'm gonna sit in the car and listen to locked on Kentucky, while you go in there and look for all that crap if that's okay uh, so. And, and we're going to re- provide we'll, it for you.
0: We'll record Wednesday for, for Thanksgiving Day, uh, the episode for Thanksgiving Day, and we'll do we'll hit the topic that we we didn't get to tonight, uh, but bad uh, your our your, our favorite bad or unpopular uh, Thanksgiving food uh, opinions. Yes, uh, we were going to discuss that. And Barrett Saleh, uh well known SEC writer on the the interwebs. I posed yeah. that question the other day, and it got a lot of discussion going. So we'll talk Thanksgiving foods, and uh, John Calipari and the players are going to talk ahead of their Friday game on Wednesday, so we'll have uh, some some thoughts from them heading into the weekend as well.
1: We interrupt the end of this podcast to bring you some breaking news. That Duke game we were talking about, they lost. Yes, the Blue Devils lost at home to Stephen F. Austin. There was a loose ball under Duke's basket. And Stephen F. Austin came up with it, and on a run-out layup, right at the buzzer, Stephen F. Austin hits it. I mean, just barely beat the buzzer, made it, and Duke loses at home, stunned by Stephen F. Austin, 85-83. The game was tied at 83 in overtime, and that's what happened. Unreal. So now you have Kentucky beating the number one ranked team, Michigan State, in the first week of the season. Kentucky, the number one ranked team, losing to Evansville in the second week of the season. And now number one ranked Duke goes down. Uh, It had never happened that the number one ranked team had lost twice in a row. The number one ranked AP poll team had never lost like twice at the beginning of the season like what just happened. So now it's happened three times. So now for UK fans, when they hear somebody say Evansville and sticking it in their face, now you got Duke to point to. But remember this u k fans, if Louisville does not mess up between now and Monday, the Cardinals are the new number one team in the in the polls when they come out on Monday. <laughs> Think about that crazy, right All right, thanks for listening uh Kyle was already gone off the line uh when the game finished, so I thought I had to make sure I jumped in here and, and gave you this uh this info. He actually texted me and said, hey you want you wanna maybe uh." insert this in and i said yeah we should we should probably do that so all right thanks for listening guys and we'll we'll definitely talk more about this on the next locked on kentucky all right thanks for listening guys you can follow me on twitter at d-r-i-e-f-f-e-r at d reefer and kyle is at
0: kyle tucker <clears throat> excuse me got choked up there kyle tucker <laughs> underscore a-t-h
1: all right thanks guys have a great day